This is the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast with your hosts, Chris Spear and Andrew Wilkinson. Each week, we'll be speaking with food entrepreneurs and people in the culinary industry. The following episode is one of our COVID Zoom sessions. If you're interested in learning more about our organization dedicated to helping people build and grow their food businesses, look us up on the web at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and .org and on Facebook and Instagram at Chefs Without Restaurants. Now, enjoy the show. This is episode 35 of the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. So most of you know that this is Chris, and I've been flying solo for the past couple of weeks. My co-host, Andrew, who runs Pizza Llama, has taken a brief hiatus so that he can run the day-to-day operations of his business. On today's episode, I speak with Andrew about how things are going. We talk a lot about the changes he's made to his business due to the COVID-19 pandemic and what's going to change permanently once this is over. I think it's a great discussion about pivoting your business and adaptation when necessary. I really hope you enjoy it, and I hope that we get Andrew back on the show to do some interviewing with me. And if you enjoy the show, have ever received a job through one of our referrals, have been a guest, been given complimentary Chefs Without Restaurants swag, or simply want to help, please consider donating to our Venmo. It can be found at venmo.com forward slash C-H-E-F W-O-R-E-S-T-O-S. Any help would be much appreciated. And feel free to let us know if you have any questions. Thanks so much, and have a great week. Welcome, everyone. This is Chris with the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. And today, I have a very special guest. I have my co-host, Andrew Wilkinson, who has not been doing shows with me because he's been working really hard at his business, Pizza Llama. So welcome, Andrew. How's it going? What's up, Chris? It's going pretty good. How are you? I'm great. This is so weird getting to interview you, but I think you'll be a great guest for the podcast right now. I think so too. I've missed I've missed recording with you. Yeah. So, you know, man, I, I think I've recorded like seven shows or something without you. It's so weird. Um, these past like six, eight weeks now or something. Yeah. So why don't you tell everyone kind of where you're at? What's life been like for the past few weeks for you as far as the business is concerned? Uh, well, I pretty much completely changed my business model. And it's funny because I already was thinking about doing that. Just this feeling I had of like, just being uncomfortable with the way things were. I had gotten a food truck and I felt like, you know, the way my business was before I got the food truck wasn't really working. And I wanted to make it work with the food truck. And I started to get into this feeling of like, it's still not working. So I started just thinking about how I could completely flip my model on its head and do something completely different from what I've been doing, what other food trucks are doing. Uh, And then I kind of started to push in that direction, like with thoughts and speaking it to people and, and just putting my energy towards that. And then all of a sudden, like the COVID thing happens and, it forced me to just like jump right into that. And so basically what I'm getting to is like, I have a food truck. I didn't really want to be like driving around to all these breweries and vineyards. It's pretty much what we have to do in Frederick for anybody who doesn't know about that. We're kind of limited in where we can go and set up and sell. I just got to thinking like, do I really want to be this kind of food truck? Is this what I want to do? You know, in big cities, uh, a lot of times food trucks go to the same spot every day or maybe once a week. And you start to get a community and a, and a 
a following, you know, people recognize you and people see you. But with me, I just felt that there wasn't enough connection, even though I've made connections with people at some of these vineyards and breweries. And we have built a, a small following in certain places, you know, like, for example, I go to Catoctin Breeze Vineyard a lot. And maybe I'm a favorite food vendor to a bunch of their customers, right? But, but aside from that, they're not really following me. They're not checking on me. They don't come to see me. They come for the wine and I'm kind of just a plus, you know? Uh, so what I wanted to do really was start building my own community and and my and, and having people come for pizza llama, you know? So uh, at first I was like, oh, I want to finish out this summer and then just uh, find one spot to, to, lo- to locate myself at in like October, November. And then after like two weeks, since that thought was already in my head, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to cancel all my events and do it in May, right? Uh, and I still have my trailer that I can travel around and do some of those events with and catering and stuff. But as far as the food truck goes, I was like, I'm just going to park it in May. And then before I could even cancel on anybody, all of this happened. The pandemic ha- pandemic happened. They started locking people down. So I had a couple events and I saw it. I kind of foresaw it. I was like, this has been going on in China. Uh, we had cases here and, you know, right. I, the first restriction that I think Hogan put on us, I had a grand opening that I was doing and people were still coming outside, but I knew that wasn't going to last for another week. And then sure enough, the next week, you know, there's no more events. So all of my events essentially have canceled on me except for the ones like far out in the summer. And I guess I took a really long time of explaining that to say that I just parked my food truck as soon as this COVID thing hit us. I, uh, I found a spot, parked my food truck there and I've been operating four or five days a week ever since. So a long way of explaining that I changed my business model to moving around all the time and trying to find where the people were and hoping to make money to parking myself in one spot and trying to get people to come to me. So you think you're going to stick with that? Like, let's say things get back to normal soon or whatever, like you're really planning on sticking with this, staying in one spot model with the truck. You think that's going to work? Yeah, I think it's going to work for me because I've been doing something similar to what I would be doing with the food truck if I was moving around for so many years. And I'm just so burnt. Like, I want to spend time with my family in the summertime, you know? In the summertime, I don't get to spend time with my family usually, like maybe once a week. And I'm so tired. Like, you just get burnt out. So I kind of, and also it's such a, such a low in the wintertime. Like, this winter was so rough for me. Honestly, this this winter almost like put me in a place where I didn't think I was going to come out of it. Like I didn't know how my business was going to survive it. You know what I mean? And then, and that's kind of why I considered just parking it. And this kind of like, I, I well, as soon as COVID came around, like I, I kind of looked at it as like an opportunity to be um, flexible, you know, and just to change it up and be able to do that without costing a lot of money or you know it's just me on the food truck and it's cool i like it i love it i'm not so, going to change <laughs> i'm going to stay parked one of the things i'm wondering is i know right now because of the situation you're doing like call ahead and pick up which isn't something you really did before is that something you could foresee like sticking with in the future to make maybe workflow a little easier absolutely i mean that's kind of that's one of the reasons i like it um 
is before people couldn't find us. Even the people who did follow us and want to have us, they it's like hard to find us. I'm not the greatest at like promoting where I'm at. And even then, like if somebody has to take like five more than five seconds to figure out where you're gonna be if they want your pizza, like they're you've lost them already. So if people just know where they can find me and when they can find me, Wednesday through Saturday, four to seven PM, Jugbridge Brewery, right? That's once I can get that in people's heads, it's like yeah, all you got to do is get online. Actually, you can't even call ahead right now. I'm just doing online orders. Um, and you can order it in advance or you can order right there. It's a really small window because it's just me. But it's been working. I mean, I'm not like making tons of money because only so much one man can do, you know. But uh, it's like consistent. It's way more consistent. Yeah. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise for me. Yeah, I think it's interesting. A lot of things, I think a lot of people are looking at their businesses and figuring out how they can adapt to it. But just for me, I would love to be able to order pizza online and come pick it up. I mean, now that I'm afraid of waiting, but you know, like I've come out to your truck and waited like 40 minutes to get a pizza before. And like, maybe if everyone kind of called and scheduled their pickup time, like the line yeah. wouldn't be as bad. You could, you could manage your workflow a lot better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Our volume is a lot less. I mean, and like I said, it's just me. So sometimes we would have like a, you know, you've waited in huge lines to get our pizza before. And um i've had three people working or something but now it's just me this is obviously not as much volume but the fact that people can call ahead i don't have to deal with i don't have to exchange money or really like do a lot of explaining or talking to anybody and i'm just doing all this by myself so uh yeah i mean people aren't really waiting as long i have it set up so when you order it like gives me 30 minutes anyway which is a lot if i'm not busy but people tend to order at the same time so like on Saturday, I opened at 4.30 and I got like 10 orders as soon as I opened. It was nice because I had 30 minutes as they were coming in. I'm like, okay, they know not to either pick up their pizza for 30 minutes or if it's delivery, it's going to take a little longer than that. So are you currently doing delivery right now at all? Yeah. Yep. I'm signed up for like a bunch of the third-party apps too. I just haven't activated. Like if you go on Grubhub and, and DoorDash, uh there's a menu on there that i actually didn't even put on i guess they got it from google or whatever they do they like copied menus from other places and they're on there um but i've been so busy just we're doing all this work by myself i haven't really had a chance to update them how i want to so i'm not active on those and i'm sure that would bring some business in uh but i just have a couple people that do deliveries for me we do like no contact deliveries we'll just leave on your step and give you a call or whatever so you hoping to continue that? Yeah. I don't think anything that happens now, like I think very few things and adaptations that people are making are going to go away. Like the changes that people are making to their businesses, um, you know, they might be more popular right now, but I don't think, you know, obviously like when we open back up, people are going to want to like hang out and go to restaurants and come to my food truck and wait in line or eat outside at a picnic table or whatever. But um, I think everything that's happening right now is here to stay, you know, like more mobile delivery, more online ordering, all that stuff is not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be ready to sit down in a restaurant. You know, I mean, I'm still wearing a mask to go to the grocery store and I'm still only going to the grocery store once a week at most, if not two weeks. Like when are we going to feel comfortable sitting at a table? Because, you know, you can't eat with a mask on, right? So you have to, go into a restaurant, not wear a mask. I don't know. Like I'm not ready for that yet. 
Yeah. Um, me neither, really. But I know that we are like, you know, there's a couple things I could say about this. One is that we're humans and we're like social, you know, like people are people are already getting very antsy and like, you know, there's some people don't care about the the orders or whatever. And like, you'll see, I've seen people hanging out with like groups of people and like, or whatever. So people are getting antsy. Like a lot more people I think are a bit more worried about it. I wouldn't suggest anybody go hang out in groups, but I don't think that, I think some people think it's going to last a little longer than it does. I think it should last for a while, but uh, I also don't think that, um, I don't know. Fear is a disease, right? And while I'm not saying that we shouldn't be fearful of all this, I don't want it to cripple people that I know or us as a society, you know, because I don't think this is going to last forever. I think it's going to be a while, though. Like, I don't know. I think there's still so much we don't know. I'm trying to figure out, you know, looking at my business, are people going to start by doing parties in their homes because at least they can control the environment. Like maybe they're comfortable bringing two other couples over that they know really well. And then just bringing me in as opposed to going to a restaurant that has, you know, a number of employees and a dozen other couples. I don't know. Or, yeah, I, or are they going to be totally sick with being in their house and just like want to go out at any cost? I think it's going to be both of those. And I do, I think that, I think that a need for your service, like, is going to come back very soon too. Like whether or not you feel comfortable leaving your house. Cause I know your living situation, but I think that, uh, as soon as, as soon as things start to lighten up, like there's going to be a group of people who want to full force go back to normal, you know? So there's going to be at least a little bit of demand out there. I think one thing that might in your case, uh, be pretty cool thing to think about is like, I know you don't want to change a lot, in the way that you do business, but, um, just like making some slight changes just so those people feel more comfortable. Like even if you put a limit on how many people are at this party or if they're family or, you know, you can have stipulations, you can oh, have totally. stipulations to your service and then be like, Oh, I'm going to wear a mask the whole time. Like, well, I did, I did a party. Oh, the last party I did, which was before we had like the stay at home order. Uh, it was for a couple and it was because I knew them and I had been at their house before. Um, and I felt pretty comfortable going in, wearing a mask, staying, you know, six feet away, but I used their dishes. Like I was kind of concerned about, you know, I usually bring my own dishes, bring them home. Mm. Then I've got to deal with, you know, China that has saliva and all that on there and bringing them into my house and just kind of said like, well, I know I usually bring my own stuff, but how do you feel about using your own silverware, China napkins? Like I'll bring my cooking pots and pans, but anything that you're going to be eating on or off of. I'd prefer using yours. So I already started to modify that. And that was the last party I did. Um, but, you know, I posted on Facebook yesterday about wearing masks and tasting food. And I know you had said, well, you know, I don't need to taste pizza or something. But like, seriously, you know how I operate. I go and I'm making shrimp and grits. Right? Yeah, I yeah, make I grits. I'm going to try them like six times. And it's like, if I'm in someone's house and they're having a dinner party and I'm wearing a mask there, how am I tasting that food? Because it's not taste it once and done. It's like I make those grits and then it's like, I taste them. They need some more salt. I add some salt, let them cook a little bit. And then it's like, Oh, it needs some hot sauce. Like how many times do I take off my mask to try one dish? Or do you just say, right. I'm a good enough chef. I'm just going to wing it and not try anything. You know, I think that's a little challenging. So I, 
maybe it was hard to convey in that question because people were like, you just do what you got to do or, 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 you know, change your business model. It's like, no, like what I'm doing is cooking in people's homes. I can't be cooking like ahead of time. I'm not using a commercial kitchen, so I'm doing it there. And if I'm doing it there in front of them, how often am I taking off my mask to taste my food? And does that even matter? I was, I was making a little fun in that question, but there's a lot of seriousness to it. Um, because I've thought about that, like, not from a standpoint of, of where we're at currently, but me being uh, a, like making food and like tasting it, you know, because I think it's important, like you can put a shitty pizza out, but there's really no way for you to taste somebody's pizza before it goes out. You know, you only know what all the individual ingredients are. And like, if you put too much salt on somebody's pizza, like there's no way for you to know that, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of people like don't salt pizzas, but you're I making your, You're making your sauce back at your kitchen. So you can be in your kitchen and not have a mask on and try your sauce. So you at least know that that's like where it needs to be, like hopefully tasting most of the components. And you have less. I mean, there's less variables, I feel like with what you're doing. Like you have a crust and sauce and cheese and toppings, which probably don't change that often. Right. No, they don't. Um, so yeah, it is, it's a little more quantifiable, I guess is the term I could use to like, know what it's going to taste like like without having to taste it all the time but i do think that like in your case uh like pulling your mask down and tasting it for a second is not like i don't think that's cause uh, creating a, a danger to anybody unless somebody's like standing and hanging out with you while you're cooking which you obviously wouldn't want anyway no, just I to think pull your just, mask down it's and challenging like, it's challenging and obnoxious is what I'm saying is like, it gets to be oh, tough, yeah. like having it on. And it's really like a big break in workflow, especially when sometimes you've got a lot going on. You got four pans on the stove and you're trying to do one thing like super quickly and something else isn't going to burn. You know, it yeah. just seems like it's a lot more and trying to figure out, I was just wondering what people were doing because there's still like really big fancy restaurants open with lots of employees putting out meals. And I'm assuming that they're trying their food, you know, they're doing these, big hundred dollar like pickup dinners like they got to be trying it and what are they doing in their kitchens although i've heard some chefs say you're not i'm gonna edit that out (laughs) no i know what you're gonna say and i think maybe you shouldn't edit it out is that some people aren't wearing the protective gear while they're cooking food and i have two i I can look at that in two different ways like i i kind of actually pride myself a bit on being like one of these gray area people like i don't see things I guess I could be easily swayed with facts and I also tend to like try and look at things from different perspectives. So I can see it two different ways. Um, one is I like, I like making pizza in a mask. I, it makes me feel like good and I feel cool. Like I feel like I'm in Mortal Kombat or something. And it's just like, I don't know. I like it. I, I don't mind the fact that we're wearing masks and like, going into restaurants if i knew that people making food were masks back in the kitchen like even if it was just like a light covering like no co all covid aside uh people talk and people sweat and people do all these things like that shit can get in your food and it's like i'm not even that grossed out by it but at the same time i don't really want it there so if i go to a restaurant and there's people wearing masks making my food like that's that's a level of comfort that i'm not used to and i kind of like it and I like it from the standpoint of making the food too. Now, that being said, I don't think that making food with a mask on, like if you don't have your mask on and you're making somebody's food, unless you're like coughing on it or like right down breathing on it, I'm pretty sure 
it's going to be okay. Well, that's never been my issue for me. It's like working around other people in the kitchen. Like I've oh, already yeah. heard stories of like kitchens, like there's a restaurant in town that put out a PR notice or, or whatever that one of their cooks had tested positives. Like how would you feel if you were a cook working in that restaurant and then you find out that like, oh, that guy I've been working with for the past couple of weeks came down with COVID. And by the way, none of us were wearing masks in the kitchen. Like I'm not working around anyone in that close quarters without wearing a mask right now. I think that's one of the reasons why I like it as well. I guess I went in a different direction, but I definitely like that aspect of it is too. And I've been mo- mostly working by myself, but um, when I do have people working with me, we all wear masks. Like it's pretty much a requirement. Uh, I'm pretty small. So I don't have like things posted like that, but you know, people come on my truck. It's like, Hey, put your mask on or, or you can get off. <laughs> Yeah, it's a I mean, small I've, space anyway. But we I've keep it well about, ventilated as well. I've read a lot about like person to food uh, contamination, and that doesn't seem to be a concern for me. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not saying it's not a concern, but it seems like that doesn't seem to be a, a really viable way to transmit it um, as opposed to person to person. So, yeah, I'm just thinking about like being around other people. And I know there's some places that aren't as tight with their regulations as far as requiring their employees to wear them. Um, yeah. And I guess that's what I was going to say. I think it's pretty smart to do it. I think maybe the, you could make the argument that like, if these people are around each other every day, like if they're around each other every day, even if they have masks on, like they're in close contact anyway, you know, it, it takes a lot of trust, but you could say that, you know, where that person is, you know, what are the other big things that you've seen change with your truck? Anything? It just feels so different. Like, I guess it doesn't sound like it's a lot has changed, but it is so different. Also being consistent in my hours and being open like every day, a lot of times it'd be like, oh, even in the summertime, it's like farmer's market, nothing on Thursday, maybe a catering on Friday, an event on Friday and Saturday. Like, it's just kind of random, which can be hard to keep up with. Now it's, uh, it's just a lot more consistent and... I don't know. I'm noticing so many things uh, like that. I'm that I'm good at in my business, and I'm also noticing so many things that I, I need to change or or start doing. Like this has opened up my eyes a lot to just like the business in general, my business in general. Like through the adaptations we've had to make. So, have you had time to spend working on the business end of things? Like no. Hell no, I haven't at all. And I know like everybody's like, this is a great time to work on your business. And I literally have had zero time to work on my business. Like um, I want to really bad and I try to, but like luckily I'm not getting booking emails and stuff because none of them would be getting answered. Like my email, I don't even look, I can't even look at my schedule really anymore. I've missed like important calls already. Nah, they were kind of important, but you know, like stuff that I would normally see on my schedule. I'm not even looking at it because I'm so like caught up in my day to day. I'm making dough. I'm doing all the prep. I'm like cleaning. I'm, I have to get wood for my wood fired oven. You know, that's like, if I ever get another oven, it's not going <laughs> to, it's going to be gas. I'm firing that thing with gas. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, I'm actually, I guess I can release, uh, maybe I shouldn't release it. I don't know. I'm bringing on a chef. I've come to the point where I've decided that like, I'm great at making pizza. I'm good at cooking, but I know that I have, like, I know my limitations. You know what I mean? I know where somebody else could succeed. Also, like if I want to cook in my business the whole time, like I might as well let somebody else run it. You know what I mean? I want to run my business um, and I can cook pizza whenever I want. 
or the other food, but like there's somebody out there who can do it better than I can, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the conversation Rachel and I had on the last podcast and something I struggle with is like the practitioner versus the owner. Right. And like starting a business because you love it. Um, and then how much do you get to do the actual thing that you love versus trying to keep the machine going? Yeah. It's just the decision you have to like come to on your own and whatever you feel is right. I know like when I started my business, yeah, I did it because I wanted to make pizza and I loved pizza, but I also had a vision that was not just me making pizza forever. You know, like I could be a great pizza maker, but the greatest pizza maker ever could be somebody that I taught to make pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I think that pizza llama, this is just for me speaking, like pizza llama is bigger than just me. I'm not even, I, I don't even take credit for coining pizza llama. You know what I mean? Like me and my friends were on some pizza llama shit before I ever had an actual pizza business. That That's kind of what it, in my world as an individual, that's what it turned into for me. You know, I have one of these friends of mine also, he's a, um, he's a musician. He raps and literally in almost all of his songs, he has pizza or llama references. He even references some of my pizza recipes. You know, so I, that's awesome. it's just bigger. It's bigger than just me making pizza, you know? So that's just, that's for me. I think having a chef is a great idea. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot and uh, I hope that that, that works out. Yeah, it's going to be, you should edit a really big beep over that, but it's. I don't know how to edit a beep over. I can probably figure something <laughs> He'll out. He'll figure it out. Uh, but if you air this in two weeks, he'll be working with me already. So, All right. but if you want to air it before that, maybe don't put that in there is coming on to be my chef he's gonna do great because i you know i have a bunch of ideas i want to expand the menu uh there's so many things that i want to do and i'm like here's another thing that i realized like i've realized a lot about me and my business like the past couple months i've been struggling a lot with with like what am i good at like what are my strengths you know and over time and like observing myself i kind of realized like i'm a pretty good strategist which explains why i'm so obsessed with chess maybe but I think I have a lot of good like strategy and ideas, uh, but executing them, like I have big ideas and I can't execute them on my own. Uh, and I started to realize that maybe that's what's been maybe holding me back from, from reaching my potential is that uh, delegating and like finding the right people is something that I haven't been focusing on. But that's something that I've always been able to surround myself with people who have skills and knowledge, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I haven't even told you this, but I'm going to have a guest on the show tomorrow who is not in the food world. She's actually uh, someone who helps businesses grow. And she reached mm-hmm. out to me wanting to be on the show. And I thought that would be great because I think, you know, we all play within the same ecosystem where we're all kind of like the chef practitioners and we could use more tangible business advice from someone looking at it from the outside. So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, business growth and stuff like that. Uh, so we're going to talk tomorrow and then it'll probably air in a week or so. But I th- thought that would be interesting to have some people not just in the food world coming on, um, but talking about ways that small food businesses could kind of some tactics to help them grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the type of stuff like I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear that episode because that's what I'm about right now. Like my, my mind is going wild right now of all the things that I want to do but I'm like making dough and prepping like everything I mentioned earlier like and then just making pizza and cleaning up it takes up so much of my day by myself uh that there's just no way you know what I mean like I can't I can't put out a frozen pizza line all by myself and run this pizza shop 
food truck. I can't make these like pizza making dough kits. Like it's just so, you know, like I, I'm not going to overwhelm myself that much. I still have a family to go home to and spend some, at least a little bit of time with, you know, a lot of these days when I'm operating, it's like one hour, a couple of hours, an hour or two a day. So. Are you going to try and keep a somewhat stable schedule of a couple of days off a week where you're not open anywhere or doing anything? Yeah, so when I bring Chef on, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep the same hours. We might extend it to like 8 p.m. You know, I think one of the first things we'll do is probably we'll still do Wednesday to Saturday. It might extend the hours a little bit, um, but at, we're gonna be planning in the next week or so uh, for as soon as he comes around. I'm gonna start doing weekly specials. So like, you know, we're gonna do wings on Wednesday. Just to start, I don't want to overwhelm myself adding something every day of the week, and I kind of want to switch it up, keep people interested. So I just want to take a small amount, you know, like one day we're going to do wings and we're going to have, we're not going to do a bunch of different flavors. We're going to pick like two flavors and one that changes every week, and we're going to make the shit out of some wings and try to have the best wings in Frederick. Uh, And then maybe we'll do falafel on Fridays, and maybe we'll do like subs on Thursdays and I'm going to throw my mac and cheese in the mix, which is different, I think. I actually have a really cool idea about how to serve it, too, that I don't, I've never seen anybody do before. So, you know, it's just things like that. Like, I have a lot of ideas to keep people interested in Pizza Llama and then also to meet people's needs as far as, like, isolation, you know. If they don't want to come out or have a pizza that's already prepared, I can do frozen pizza or I can send you a kit in the mail. So these are all things that I'm planning to add to the repertoire in the next month. That's very exciting. Got to find some downtime to work on that stuff though, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been, I've been toying around with stuff. As you've seen my square pies and stuff, I'm still working on a dough for that. Um, I had a, I had luck, uh, all the ones that you've seen pictures of and stuff like that. Like I had luck for a while and I started to scale my recipe up maybe a little too fast. I think I did like seven, seven and sold them to like a couple friends and family one day uh, and then like earlier last week i tried to make like 20 and uh it was an epic fail so if you want like slightly overcooked stale ish focaccia bread that you can make into breadcrumbs or croutons i have plenty just let me know i'll be glad to share some with you i have two bus tubs full right now of just wasted bread yeah, <laughs> but it yeah. doesn't have to go to waste you know like i'm gonna find something to do with it but you got to give it a go. Yeah. Anything else for our listeners before we jump out of here? Another change that we've made to our business is um, maybe not a permanent one, but one of the first days that I was out on the food truck, I decided, I think I sold one pizza. I literally sold one pizza the first day I was posted up with my food truck during all this. And I had like a bunch of dough and I was like, you know what? I have to feed somebody with this. So I called up my daughter's daycare and we had already pulled her out. Uh, and I was just like, Hey, how many people are working? I'm going to send you guys a bunch of pizza. So I made the rest of my pizza that night for them. And then over the next two days, I was like, I want to feed everybody who's out here risking it right now and on the front lines, you know? So I decided I made myself a goal to feed the whole Frederick healthcare system. Um, and we're doing it a little strategically. I'm working with, a, am working with somebody who works at the, the hospital to, distribute the meals so i'm not just bringing a bunch of pizza all the time to random people like we're hitting each unit and trying to show a little extra appreciation and then we're taking sponsorships which you can get on our 
ordering online ordering site. Um, you can also just reach out to me directly to sponsor like a specific unit at the hospital, or you can just do whatever you can afford as like one pizza. So I think that's a really cool thing that I picked up throughout all this. I'm like, it makes me super proud to be able to serve these people and the, and the support that I've gotten for all of it is pretty awesome. So that's really awesome. I've seen a lot of that and it looks like you're getting a lot of support in the community. So I love that. And you know, my wife works for Frederick Memorial Hospital and seeing so many people at the hospital getting pizza. Love it. Keep trying to support local and like support each other. You know, like I've been more so than ever trying to like support local people. Um, me and Boxcar Burgers, like we trade all the time. I'm selling Sweet Farms ginger beer right now until they run out of stock. I've been trying to get produce from from local people, which I've always tried to do, but sometimes it's just so easy to get it from food pro or whatever. Uh, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm just like trying to put an extra effort into like supporting the local economy. And I think everybody should try to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's been a recurring conversation on this show is like, you know, I've seen a lot of people moving towards getting their produce locally and their meats and stuff. You know, they don't want to go to Wegmans and, you know, they can't even find what they need when they get there. So they're going to the local farms and I'm hoping that that continues and the same with small restaurants, you know, we're still out yeah. there. You guys are still out there. I'm hoping people come get pizza from you instead of Domino's. Me too. Like you were saying, like we need awareness. So I need to step up my marketing game. That's another thing that I'm planning on doing. I, I was probably going to launch, launch a little campaign like a week before it comes on and start marketing a lot more with Pizza Llama because I think, you know, we need some more awareness. We will push that out there as well through this show. Well, thank you. Right on. Well, I miss having you on the show. And we'll have to get you on some of these, like we'll do Zoom three ways or something when it works. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to. And I'll let you know whether or not I can make it. Great. And I'll be by for some pizza soon. So thanks to all our listeners. This is Chris and Andrew with the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. As always, you can reach us at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and .org and on all social media platforms. Thanks and have a great week. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show or sponsoring a show, please let us know. We can be reached at chefswithoutrestaurants at gmail.com. Thanks so much.